0: Talk to you about stop pushing my buttons. Marty McFly in the movie Back to the Future, he had an angry issue. He did not like for people to call him chicken, to call him yellow. It it bothered him, It, it irritated him, it it made him angry. And the question that I want you to think about for a few moments is this: what pushes your buttons? What makes you angry? How do you respond when you're angry? You see, we're all born with our buttons being pushed, and, and we're born with that, and then we have to learn how to deal with the emotion of anger. Isn't it true? I mean, think about it. We come out of the womb angry. I mean, no, ninety-nine point nine percent of babies are born mad. You know what I mean? They're like, why are you pushing me out here? I'm comfortable. I'm warm. Things are good. You done got me out here. I'm cold. I'm naked. Now you're patting on me, prodding on me, pushing on me, weighing me. It's cold, passing me around. Why Put me back in there. Mad. I'm mad. I am mad. And even today, we have to learn how to deal with the emotion of anger. It's one of the very first emotions that we face in life. And we still have to learn how to manage and deal with the emotion of anger because people can say things that irritate us. Listen, people can do things that get under our skin. People can even look at us a certain way and make us mad. How many of you can get mad at certain people when they just look at you? You know what I'm saying? Like, Why are you looking at me like that? You know what I mean? That that can bother people. Certain situations can just upset us to no end. Listen, we all deal with the emotion of anger. It's natural. It's a part of life. The Bible says this in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And I want to focus in on those three words there that says do not sin. In your anger, do not sin. We all deal with the emotion of anger. And our goal as a Christian, if you're a follower of Christ, our goal is this, is to be angry and do not sin. And that, my friend, is not always easy. I have not mastered this verse. I can look back over my life and I can say this, I have grown immensely throughout the years when it comes to applying this verse, but I have not mastered it, but I believe we can all grow. There's room for improvement that we can be angry and do not sin. How do we do that? How do we deal with the emotion of anger and not sin? Well, the Bible addresses this for us, and I want us to look at this so that we don't go through life with the Marty McFly syndrome and dealing with hostile anger and flying off the handle number one is this understand your anger understand your anger notice in ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26 he says in your anger do not sin in your anger come on everybody say everybody say your we're gonna catch it in your anger we all get angry it's a part of life you get angry i get angry what's your anger you have to understand what makes you angry. If you're going to, to be angry and not sin, it's very helpful to understand what makes you angry. What is it? Think about it. When they say that, it makes you angry. When they do that, that gets under your skin. When your spouse says that, it it aggravates you. When your child does that, it upsets you. When, when your parents do this, it makes you angry. Angry when, when certain situations happen in life like that, it makes me mad. Think about it. What makes you angry? What pushes your buttons? A second question that I want you to ask as we're trying to understand anger. What what makes you angry? Number two is this. Ask yourself, why does that make me angry? It's one thing to say, that makes me angry, but why? Why does that make you angry? When they say this, well, why does, when, when they do this, why does that make you angry? When, when that person says that, why does that irritate you so much? You see, anger is simply an emotional reaction to a deeper issue. You see, when we get angry, it's usually because we're hurt or we're insecure or we're frustrated or we're threatened or we're fearful, there's usually a deeper underlying issue. That bothers me because I'm hurt. When you do that, it reminds me, and I feel threatened. I'm a little fearful. With that. What, why, why do you get angry? Why does that bother you so much? And I think it's so important for us to really deal with an anger problem and to be able to control our anger and to, and to be angry and not sin. Understand why you get angry. Get to the root of it. The second thing is this. Here's where I want to spend the balance of our time today, and that is control your anger. Control your anger. Paul lets us know that it is possible to control our anger. He says, in your anger, do not sin a person or a situation may arouse your anger but you can control your response your spouse may arouse your anger your your child may arouse your anger your your coworker may arouse your anger a friend may arouse your anger a situation in society may arouse your anger and paul says it is possible to be angry and not sin You see, as a follower of Christ, you can choose to sin or not to sin. And with the help of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Word of God, you and I as followers of Jesus, we can be angry and not sin. And here's what I want to do. I want to give you some practical steps from the Bible to control your anger. Practical steps to being angry and not sinning. And the first practical step is this, deal with anger quickly. If we're going to control our anger, we've got to deal with anger quickly. Notice what he says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 26. He says, in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Paul tells us that we need to deal with our anger quickly. He says, when you get to the end of a day, don't let that day go by with unresolved anger. Because here's what Paul knows. Paul knows if you and I go to bed angry, get up angry, go to bed angry, get up angry, he knows that anger is just going to continue to grow in our life. It's going to turn into resentment It's going to turn into hostility. It's going to turn into a grudge. It's going to turn into bitterness. Scripture says this in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 15. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up, grows up to cause trouble and defile many. And some of you have allowed unresolved anger to fester, They haven't dealt with it. You know what happens? It grows. It didn't stay the same. It grows, and you find yourself resenting, and grudges, and bitterness, and hostile. And the writer says, "Don't let a bitter root. Don't let that anger sit there and f- deal with it by the end of the day. Deal with it quickly, because if you don't, it will grow and grow and grow. And can I just say to somebody today?" Don't allow bitterness and anger and resentment to grow bigger another day. Cut it off today. Deal with anger quickly. I want you to see a second step to controlling our anger, that we can be angry and not sin. A second step is this. Take control of crazy thoughts. How many of you have crazy thoughts? Come on, come on, all of us have a little bit of crazy. Some of you got a lot of bit of crazy. But all of us, all of us got a little bit of crazy. I know some of you think, well, I'm not, I don't have no crazy in me. Well, your family does, amen. So listen, you got some crazy in you. You got some crazy. We all got some crazy. You ever had some crazy thoughts? I mean, you don't ever do it, but you think it, you know what I mean? you like... Oh, I'm finna hurt you. You, know, you don't give it a cra- crazy thoughts. It's like, I'm crazy. Hey, like, come on. You know, I'm, finna, I'm finna cuss you out. But you don't do it. But you think it. You know what I'm saying? You're like, crazy. I'm, all of us got a little crazy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, come in here. If you ever think like this, I'm getting ready to go off up in here. I'm finna, ooh. come on. come on, Everybody got a little bit crazy. Come on now. I got a little crazy. You got a little crazy. We all got. A little crazy. And if we're going to control our anger, we have to take control of our crazy thoughts. Listen, if we can think right, we can say the right things. If we can think right, we can do the right things. The battle of controlling our anger is won or lost in the mind. Here's what the Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5. The scripture says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought. We take captive every crazy thought. Paul knew we had a little crazy in us. Just take that stuff, cap it. Take it captive. Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You see, if you want to control your anger, it begins right here, taking captive every crazy thought. And the scripture says this, and making it obedient to Christ. Friends, that's why it's so important that you're in God's word every day. That you're hiding God's Word in your heart, that you're in the Word. You don't just want to take it captive and just leave it there. You know you want to take it captive and say, this does not line up with God's Word. This crazy thought does not line up with the Bible. This crazy thought does not line up with what Christ would want me to do. And I've got to take that crazy thought and make it line up to the Word of God. And that's why we need to get the Word of God in our mind, in our hearts. we got to have the Word of God to take it captive and make it obedient to Christ. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 22 says this, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. Verse 23, to be made new in the attitudes, attitude of your minds. Check that out because Paul knew we all had a little bit of craziness. He says, you need to be made new in the attitude of your minds. He says, and to put on the new self, put on the new self, created to be like God into righteousness and holiness. You have to put on the new self because all of us got a little crazy in us when it comes to our mind. We need to be made new in our mind. You see, when we give our hearts and lives to Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. We're regenerated. We're born again. But when we give our heart to Christ and we are saved, we're born again, we still got our crazy thinking. Come on, how many of you ever met a saved crazy Christian? Come on, how many know what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? Come on, how many of y'all are saved crazy Christian? You know what I'm saying? There's some saved crazy people. Because your mind has not been renewed to the Word of God. That's why the Bible talks about in the scriptures to renew our mind, to be made new in the attitudes of our minds. We got to put on the new self. That's why we got to be in God's Word. We got to put on the Word of God. Listen, put on God's Word, read God's Word, meditate on God's Word, pray God's Word. Get your mind renewed to the Word of God. When that crazy thought happens, I'm getting ready to go off. I'm mad. Oh, it's old. Nobody calls me chicken. No, 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 no. That did not line up with what, what I've read in the Scriptures. That's got to come in line with the Word of God. You've got to take control of crazy thoughts and make sure it lines up with the Word of God. Let's make it submit to God's Word. Number three is this. Number three is this. How do we control our anger and not sin? Watch your words. Watch your words. James chapter 1 and verse 19 says, My dear brothers... Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. We all need to be quick to listen, but we need to be slow to speak and slow to anger. And if we're not made new in the attitude of our minds, if we have not got our minds renewed to the Word of God, and we don't take every thought captive and make it submit to the Word of God, we will say stupid stuff. We will say things that we regret and we want to take back. This past week, my, my wife and I were hanging out with some other senior pastors, um, we were at dinner with two other senior pastors, and and it was a pastor and his wife from Minnesota and a pastor and his wife from Florida. And we were eating dinner, and there had been some business stuff I was taking care of and just was on my mind. I was just thinking about it that day and processing it and, and trying to get it taken care of. And so I was just talking about it constantly that day, trying to get it taken care of. And so I was talking to one of the other pastors, and I was kind of explaining the whole story to him about what, would ha- what had happened and what I was doing. And when he heard that, he says, man, I see, I get why you're doing that. That makes sense to me. And, and the other pastor, he, he was listening, and, and he said, he said, are you still talking about that? I said, yeah, yeah. I said, let me explain it to everybody. So I'm trying to explain it to everybody. Let me explain it to everybody. He goes, are you still talking about that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, but let me, let me explain. Let me, I think you'll get it. Let me explain. He says, are you still, he, right now he's starting to frustrate me a little bit. And he says it again, are you, and I'm trying to talk, he's like, are you still talking about that? I said, shut up and listen. <laughs> and right when I said that, I thought, all of us got a little bit of craziness. <laughs> After dinner, I went, got, got to talk to my wife, and I, you know, I'm asking her, you know, baby. Hey, you think that was rude? You think I should have said that? Wait a minute. You you think they think I'm crazy? You you, would? I can't believe I said that. Why would I say that? Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. The scripture says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 29 do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths and saying shut up and listen is not very wholesome. Don't pick on me. Some of the things you say are not very wholesome, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Proverbs 15 and verse 1 says, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. By your words, are you stirring it up or calming it down? Are you reacting like I reacted? In a negative way? Are you reacting when somebody says something or irritates you or pushes your buttons? Or do you process and are you slow to speak and do you respond appropriately instead of reacting? There's a difference between reacting and responding in an appropriate manner. And the Scripture says if we're going to be angry and not sin, we've got to watch our words. Be angry and sin not. Number four is this. A fourth step to controlling our anger is watch your actions. Watch your actions. You see, when our anger is out of control, we do goofy things. We do things we regret. I think about Marty in Back to the Future. I mean, he just did some goofy things. He just did some downright goofy, stupid things because of his anger. I mean, here he is in in restaurant, you know, showing out. Man, I'm gonna hurt you in the restaurant, you know, because you got me angry. Don't call me chicken. What? You, you, you kill before you, you eat breakfast? I kill after breakfast, Bubba. You know what I mean? We just, you, you can just do some goofy things when anger is driving you and controlling you. you got to watch your actions. The Scripture says in Proverbs 14 and verse 17, a quick-tempered man does foolish things. Quick-tempered does foolish things. They react versus respond. They just react. They're just quick tempered. They just react. They don't process. They're not slow to speak. They don't respond appropriately because they just react. A quick tempered man, ma- man does foolish things, and a crafty man is hated. Proverbs 29 and verse 22 says, An angry man stirs up dissension. People that are allowing their anger to control them and they just react and they do goofy stuff, there's always dissension in their relationships, there's chaos. There's factions, there's problems, there's disunity because they're always stirring it up. An angry man stirs up dissension and a hot-tempered one commits many sins. Here's what you can know. When you're hot-tempered, you got a quick temper, you're going to commit many sins. And the Bible says be angry and sin not. You got to watch your words. You got to watch your actions. Because otherwise, you'll do something in the heat of the moment that makes you feel good that the next day you will regret. It might feel good telling somebody off. It might feel good pushing somebody. It might feel good getting hostile and acting crazy. But can I tell you, you'll regret that reaction. You'll regret that response when you lose your character, your integrity, when you lose the respect of others. Number five is this. How do we be angry and not sin? Number five, avoid close friendships with angry people. Avoid close friendships with angry people. Notice what the Scripture says in Proverbs 22 and verse 24. It says, do not make friends with a hot-tempered man. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn his ways and get yourself angry ensnared get yourselves trapped by the same problem watch your friendships here's the reality we tend to be to become like those we hang around and oftentimes the longer we hang around them the more we act like them and talk like them even sometimes when we don't realize it come on think back with me how many of you now you're an adult some of you adults or maybe even some of our teenagers in the house you know you, you, you said, I will never say that like my mama or dad. I will never do that. And now you're grown. You're like, well, I just, that was just like my daddy. <laughs> it's in you. You hung around them so long. You're trying not to be like them, but look at you. You ever notice some friends? They start talking, saying some kind of word or slang or some kind of, you know, they start doing something. You never did it. You never talked like that. But now that you're around them, you find yourself talking like, them. You know, that was just like Sally. That's what Sally says. Because who we hang around, we have a tendency to become like. And the Scripture knew this. The Word of God knows that if we're going to handle anger, it says, man, be careful about making friendships with hot-tempered people. Don't associate with one easily angered. People who fly off the hangar, why? Handle why? Verse 25, you may learn his ways and get your own self trapped. Get your own self ensnared. Get your own self flying off the handle. If you want to be angry and not sin, watch your friendships closely. There's a sixth thing that I want you to see. A sixth thing. This is huge. This is huge. Here it goes right here, number six. Don't let little things become big things. You want to control your anger? Don't let little things become big things. Scripture says in Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 16, a fool shows his annoyance at once. Come on, everybody shout, a fool! A fool! I want you to catch that now, because I want you to know I'm not talking about you. I'm just preaching the Bible. That's all I'm doing. So. And the Bible says a fool shows his annoyance at once. A fool just reacts versus responding appropriately. A fool just reacts. And the Bible says they're, they're foolish. They just they show their annoyance at once. Somebody gets under their skin, oh, you're not going to do that to me. Oh, let me, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, it's, Oh, I'm going. I'm going to act a fool. I'm going to act crazy now. Oh, you talk about my mama. Let me tell you about your mama. Well, I'm going to get the last word. Oh yeah. You're not going to outtalk to me. And the Bible says, when we respond like that, a fool shows his annoyance at once. Come on, a little audience participation. Look at your neighbor right now and say, are you a fool? Come on, ask him that. Come on, okay. Okay. yeah, are you a fool? I just preached the Bible. Am I calling you a fool? I didn't even ask. Your neighbor asked you if you was a fool. I didn't even ask you. Are you a fool? A fool shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man, in other words, a wise woman, overlooks an insult. You see, you are prudent, you are wise when you don't react to insults. When you can just overlook them. You see, in our culture, in our society, we, we think wisdom is getting the last word. That's what, we, that's what we promote. We think wisdom is being a little smarter, a little more crass, a little more cutting edge than the person we're talking to. Oh, you say that to me? Watch what I'm going to say back. Oh, you think you're going to talk about my mama? Watch how I talk about your mama even worse. In our culture, that's what we do. You know, we, we thrive on, like, we got a little wisdom. Oh, you said that to me, watch what I'm going to say back to you. Mm, ooh, huh? they laughed at your little joke, but listen to mine now. Wham, got you. Listen to the last. Look at me. I'm bad. But the Bible says you're not wise. You're a fool. That's foolishness. The Bible says wisdom is when you can overlook an insult. You see, we think that we're bigger than people when we can... Talk better, talk louder, talk faster, talk more aggressive. We're better. But the Bible says that we're actually more godly. We're going to say, you know what, that little petty stuff. I know they laugh at your little joke and you're trying to dig on me. I just, I just overlook that. I know you're acting like a fool, but two fools don't make it right. I'm going to let you act like a fool all by yourself. Honey. You just act like a fool yourself. Because, you know, the truth of the matter, everybody else knows to act like a fool. They might laugh like, <laughs> a fool. But they, but and then you act like a fool with them. The Bible says a wise person, a prudent person, they don't let the little things become big things. The Bible says they just overlook the insult. They overlook somebody digging on them. They overlook somebody trying to make them hostile and mad. Number 7 is this. I believe this is the most important step to controlling anger. If you're going to be angry and not sin, this is the most important point. Number seven is this. Remember the spiritual ramifications. Remember the spiritual ramifications. Remember the consequences of uncontrolled anger. Scripture says in Ephesians chapter 4, let's look at it again. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. But what if I do? What if I'm going to hold on to my anger? What if I just want to keep being hostile and bitter? What if I choose to do that? Verse 27 says this, and do not give the devil a foothold. You see, when we don't deal with our anger quickly, we leave room for the devil to cause havoc in our life. If you're new to church. If you're new to Christianity, you're new to this whole thing called following Jesus, let me tell you something about your spiritual adversary, Satan. The Bible says that the only reason he is on planet Earth is to steal and kill and to destroy. And if you give Satan an inch, he'll be a ruler. If you give the devil a ride, he always wants to drive. He don't want to stay in the backseat. And so the scripture says, deal with your anger quickly. Don't let the sun go down while you're angry. Because if you give the devil an inch, he'll be a ruler. If you let the devil in the car, he's going to try to drive. And listen, scripture says, don't give the devil even a foothold. Don't give him a place and access into your life. And when you don't deal with anger quickly, you give the enemy room to cause havoc in your life. And in your relationship, there are some real spiritual implications and ramifications to saying, you know what? I'm just going to be an angry, hot-headed person, and you're giving your spiritual enemy access to wreak havoc in your life. Spiritual implications, implications spiritual ramifications. Let's look at another one, James chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. It says, my dear brothers take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Well, what if I don't want to do that? What if I don't want to listen? What if I just want to fly off the handle? What if I just want to be angry? I don't want to be slow to speak. I want to be quick to speak. What if I want to do that? Verse 20 says this, for man's anger, here's the ramification of that, for man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. An angry person won't produce a righteous life. You can't live angry and live godly you can't and if you go through life and i'm just going to live angry how many ever met them? come on you met some angry christians come on you ever met some like, yeah i know some too angry but i want you to know you can't live angry and live godly man's anger does not bring about the righteous life that god desires it is not possible let's look at a third consequence here ephesians chapter 4 and verse 30 says this and do not grieve the holy spirit of god grieve or that would be stifle or hinder or reduce the work of the holy spirit's work in your life do not grieve the holy spirit of god whom you were sealed sealed for the day of redemption verse 31 says this now pastor how do i grieve the holy spirit with whom I was sealed with how do I grieve him how do I how do I stifle the work of the Holy Spirit verse 31 tells us get rid of all bitterness rage and anger brawling and slander along with every form of malice did you notice that all of these are kind of in the same family if you want to hinder the work of the Holy Spirit, here's how. Don't get rid of your bitterness and rage in the same family, anger in the same family, brawling, brawling, uh, slander, malice, all in the same family. You, you live like that, you will hinder the work of God's Spirit in your life. If you want God to accomplish all that he wants to accomplish in your life and through your life, you got to get rid of the bitterness, and the anger, and the hostility the brawling, and you got to let the Holy Spirit have His way. The last thing I want to do in my life is to hinder the work that God is trying to do in my heart and in my life. The last thing I want for you is you to hinder the work that God is trying to do in your life and in your heart. And when we hold on to anger and we don't let it go, and we live an angry life, we hinder, we grieve, we stifle the work of the Holy Spirit. Lord, have your